All right. Good afternoon. Welcome to Love and Mile Sessions Live. And as promised, uh, with me right now, I have Steve Fawson from the band Heart. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us today. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. It is an honor and a pleasure, sir. I've, uh, I go back to the early days. I started going to concerts in the late seventies. I didn't manage to see Heart until the baby, I, I can't pronounce it. Forgive me. Beba Lestrange tour. That was what? 82. Yeah. Yeah. Beba Lestrange. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've seen you a few times since then the band that is, it's, it's hard to keep a track of sometimes the lineup changes over the years. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they've had they've had twenty different people in each position filtered in and out over the years. Wow, I I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have thought maybe a third of that, but wow. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we start from the beginning, if you don't mind? You know, uh, you were actually part of starting the band originally at the very beginning, as it said on the screen, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Um, well, Roger and I, uh, we went to junior high and high school together. And when we were in junior high, all we could talk about was uh, music and wanting to play music and learning instruments and talking about our favorite musicians and all that kind of stuff. And then when we were high school, when we got to high school, we a lot of our friends were getting instruments and we said, hey, we got to do that too. Mm-hmm. So he, he got guitar and I got a bass. And for the next two years, we kind of each went our separate ways, uh, learning our craft and figuring out how to play and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, in 1967, we were walked to my father's house, my mom and dad's house, my house too, but, and we were talking in the basement and we said, let's start a band. And we shook on it and we said, okay, so once we start this thing, we're not stopping until we make it big. <laughs> And uh, he knew uh, a drummer, and I knew a, a singer, and uh, we put it together. And it was at first it was called Army, the Army, and then it was called White Heart, and then in 1969 we shortened it to Heart. Mm-hmm. What was the idea about that name originally at the very beginning, calling it Heart? Well, um, the Army was. We live in a place that's near an Army base. Mm-hmm. And this was, and that was during the Vietnam War. So calling ourselves the Army was, was, causing us uh, not to get some gigs, <laughs> at, at clubs and nightclubs and stuff near the the base. Yeah. So we changed it to Whiteheart, which was a, uh, uh, kind of a novel thing, um, a novel by Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> Tales of the Whiteheart, and. Uh, Cause, because there was a band out at that time called Steppenwolf. Ah, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we thought, well, we love them. And, you know, there was this Tales of the White Heart. So we said, oh, the White Heart sounds good. So, but then over the next year, we kept people, people kept saying, well, what's a White Heart? And it's like, it's the name of our band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we got tired of answering that question so we just said hey what's wrong with just heart i mean it means so much and uh and it really uh relates to music and songwriting and lyrics and poetry and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in in a, in a big way so we just said hey let's be heart so we did and uh 
we for the next couple of years we played around you know we were just kids so we played you know stock hops at, at high schools and you know we couldn't really play clubs yet because we were kids <laughs> not old enough to drink <laughs> yeah not old enough to yeah get in the door so when we did get old enough to get in the door then um by that time i uh, see roger and i were uh, very very focused and ambitious and driven and when you are that focused and driven it's it's uh when you have other musicians in the band and you're trying to light the fire underneath them, you know, and they're not, and they're, they're more, oh, they're good musicians and great people and everything, but they're not as driven. So yeah. I, we, we became totally annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> then they, a couple of guys quit. So we had to get some other people and the same thing happened again. I mean, these people were good, fun. We had a good time, fun. It was, you know, but, uh, our drive and ambition kind of kind of interfered with their pleasure and their you know whatever they wanted to do or so those guys quit and then uh, so Raj and I we didn't have a band anymore so we put an ad in the paper and uh, we we the ad was for a lead singer and a drummer and uh, another guitar player and uh, that singer uh, that answered the ad was Ann Wilson. Hmm. And she just so happened to have a friend, uh, Gary Humphreys, who was a singer, also a singer, and a, a friend, uh, Chris Blaine, who was a drummer, and, and another guy named uh, Mick Echo, who was a guitar player. So we teamed up with them, and we started a band, and we uh, called it, uh, actually called it Hocus Pocus to start off with. And we played around, and uh, and be, and through knowing Anne, we discovered that she was as driven and ambitious, and as ambitious as Roger and I were. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we annoyed everybody else in the band. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we stuck, the three of us stuck together, and in the meantime, uh, Anne had fallen in love with Roger's older brother, who uh, actually lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, at the time. And if you remember at the end of uh, the 70s, well, end of the 60s and the early 70s, America was highly involved in the Vietnam War. Yes. And uh, Canada obviously was not. So, um, and America was having financial, you know, the, the whole thing down here in Seattle with Boeing and because Boeing was based in Seattle at the time with Boeing and, uh, the economy and we looked at Vancouver and the the at that time the Canadian dollar was worth more than the American dollar and we said well what the heck let's uh, let's go where the money is so we went up there and we started a band with a couple of guys and a couple of Canadians and a, a drummer and a, a keyboard player and we started playing around Vancouver and and uh, we were of course heart then and uh, it wasn't too long before we were one of the most popular bands in Vancouver and we played all over uh, British Columbia, Alberta. And uh, we couldn't really come back to America because Roger's older brother was, uh, uh, he was, he went up there to escape the, the draft. So Draft Dodger then. 
Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's what you want to call it. I mean, it. I'm not saying that in a mean way, but that's what they called him back then, you know. It certainly is, yeah. So, um, so we and so we became really, really popular in the Vancouver area. We were selling out clubs and playing, having a great time, and honing our skills because it, back then, a cover band played. You pulled in a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, and then you played the whole rest of the week every night, and you played four or five sets depending on the club. So we really honed our uh, our uh, set. And we had, we did, a, of course, back then you, you did uh, covers mm-hmm. and we had, we did, you know, Moody Blues and Zeppelin and Deep Purple and, you know, the Beatles, all kinds of different uh, artists. And we became so popular that um, the people at Mushroom Records heard about us and they sent a co- their, you know, their uh, engineer out to check us out. And he gave a good report to Mike Flicker, who was the, the head of the studio and the, and the producer and everything. So he came out and saw us and said, well, hey, well, let's do a demo. And the demo was acceptable to them. Mm-hmm. And then they went to their men, money people and they said, hey, we got this, uh, we got this band we want to, you know, make an album with. And they, and the whole thing accepted. So that's how Dreamboat Annie was, came about. Mm. And the rest they say is, history <laughs> and what a long and great history it has been so, yeah yeah love it yeah so i i remember reading something about ann actually was her father was like in the service actually he was like i don't want to say general is that correct or something like that oh he was i i believe he's a major okay i knew it was higher up he wasn't like just a soldier yeah yeah, yeah he yeah, he was very proud. He was in the Marines. He was very proud of his service. And uh, he, uh, of course, I think he joined up and was thinking he was going to be in World War II, but that ended. But then when uh, Korea came along, he that's where he did his service. And I guess he had some pretty harrowing experiences there, but, you know, good for them. They're, uh, he was a hero to the family, and that's, you know, that's great. And then after he uh, got out of the military, he became a history teacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. he was a good guy. He was a good guy, and he taught his daughters well. Okay. So then Anne's part of the picture, and then uh, when did um, Nancy become part of the band? Well, when we first met Anne, of course, uh, Nancy uh, was would come and see us rehearse, you know, to do it and all that kind of stuff. So that's when we met her. But at the time she was going to college and uh, we didn't want to, she didn't want to upset her uh, college education. And we were doing just fine as a five piece. Mm -hmm. And then when she got out of college, uh, one thing led to another and she came up to Canada and we say, Hey, why don't you join your sister? Of course they had been playing music together since they were children. Mm -hmm. And it was only logical that, that uh, they continue that on with uh, with heart. So they didn't have to work very hard on uh, the, the what do you call it, the vocals, you know, the de- together, you know, once they start in the band together. <laughs> yeah, well, they, you know, they had that part down, yes. And, yeah. of course, they played, you know, they played guitars together and sang together. And, you know, and oddly enough, uh, back in those days, uh, before Ann uh, and Raj and I moved to British Columbia, 
Canada, uh, her, Anne and Nancy were very folky, very folkish, and uh, they were they, they kind of like, oh, those electric guitars are kind of scary. I'm, <laughs> I don't know about that, you know, but uh, we, you know, we, Raj and I rocked her up and she kind of mellowed us out. So we kind of balanced it out and mm-hmm. it, it all worked out great. Yeah, uh, I think all of us can attest to that. So you kind of did uh, something a little bit similar to Fleetwood Mac, but it sounds like you did it first. You know, you started out as an all-male band. You eventually added a couple females, which no one is going to argue kind of helped heart go to an- another level. And then, of course, we, we don't need to go into it, but then there was the relationship problems as well, just like Fleetwood Mac. That is the problem, yes. They, when, when, um, especially when people stray. I mean, you can, you can have a relationship where they, like, they disagree on things, which is, you know, you can disagree but not be disagreeable. Yeah. But when you cross the line of uh, infidelity and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's hard to uh, go back from that. Yeah. Well, just like Fleetwood Mac, it's amazing that you were able to persevere and get past that eventually, although it did eventually change the lineup again, though. Yeah. Well, you know, and and to get back to uh, when we first met Anne, I mean, we when we advertised for a singer, we didn't we we didn't know it was going to a female was going to answer the ad. Mm -hmm. And when we 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 said, oh, it's a girl. So we'd we'd never had a, a female We'd never played with a female before, mm-hmm. so we had didn't know what to expect. But we, you know, we enjoyed her personality. We enjoyed her talents, and and uh, she felt, you know, she had a great head on her shoulders. So we, um, but we we never thought of it as male female thing. We just thought, well, she's a good musician. We're good musicians, mm-hmm. and when we play together, it works. So that's that's how it, you know, that's how it worked. Well, like you said earlier, she was she had the drive like you did, so that's why it fit, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's what really mattered at the end of the day, you know, it's we don't care what gender you are or, you know, anything like that. Are you with us, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh and it's when you when, the more people that that share that vision, the better off you're going to be because you're all pulling on the, you know, you're all tugging the rope and you're all pulling it just as hard as each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we just didn't, you know, uh, one day somebody was pulling harder than somebody else, but that, you know, one day they had, they ran out of energy and then someone else had to pick them up and work mm-hmm. harder to bring the whole thing along. But that's how it works. That's how life is basically. Oh yeah. It's like a small business, you know, it has to be run like a business at the end of the day. Hopefully you have fun, you know, while you're doing it, but you know, you're still out there to make some money and make a living, so you're not sleeping in vans for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I still have a van. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to sleep in it anymore. Of course, I don't I know. On to. a beautiful summer day, to. maybe. Take a nap. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I will take my van camping, and then uh, instead of pitching a tent, I'll just sleep in the van. Ah, that's a larger van then. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I've had that van since I bought it on my birthday in 1977. Wow, which Hart was in their heyday, and I've kept it up all these years, and it's uh, still runs great. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've stayed grounded still over the years. 
regardless of where no, you went. No, not me. No, not, not me. you. <laughs> you. You're still one of those uh, demanding rock stars that you know. Yeah, yeah. I got to have. Uh, if I don't get my uh, shredded weed on the rider, I throw a fit. Everybody <laughs> know about it. No, I'm. You know, you're. You were exactly right. I, that's one thing I decided very on early in my career, and my mom kind of taught me this when I was a kid too. That you got to stay focused and grounded. You know, the big thing my mom would say when I was a kid, hold your horses there, Sonny. You know, <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I took it to heart. And, you know, and I enjoy, you know, doing stuff around the house. And, like, I mop the floor, I mow the lawn, I trim the trees, and, you know, all that kind of stuff around my house. So it's, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps you alive. That's what keeps you grounded. And, you know, you have to take a break from it occasionally. You can't just keep going on the road forever. You, never mind that you're getting older and you physically can't do it anymore, but you got to stay, you know, you know, straight up here, you know, mentally. Yeah, and, and, part, and plus, you know, doing chores around the house and around the yard, and that does keep you, uh, you're physically doing things that you don't normally do when you're, playing music you know so right so when you come back go ahead i'm sorry well other muscles get used and and it you know and gives you time to think about other things and you know it's i it's therapeutic for me really Mm -hmm. yeah and and it keeps you in somewhat good physical shape you know and i think some bands when they get older they make that mistake when they're off tour they just turn into couch potatoes or whatever they're you know way of entertainment is and then when they try to go back on tour the next time like oh my god you know you'd be like mick jagger he he uh does this strict regimen for like weeks or months before he does the next tour you know yes and you know and mick jagger is a big hero of mine i've I've read that about him over the years and i've you know i take to heart what he does and i try to you know i do i have a yogi routine that i do and then i have a uh, I live near a, a nice park that has trails and all that kind of stuff. So I, I go for strenuous walks and, you know, that, that's what you got to do. And Summer and I, uh, lead singer, we're married. Oh, I did not know that. They don't say that yeah, and we, much about that. And on. Yeah. <laughs> and we love to, uh, to walk and exercise together. And, uh, we, Occasionally, you know, put the old backpacks on and we go up to the mountains and there's a few trails that we really love to go down and uh, check out what's going on. And, you know, a couple of tricky log crossings and, you know, watch out for the bears and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so did you uh, meet Summer before uh, Heart by Heart became an idea or a project or was it afterwards? Well, yeah. No. Huh? So, well, here's the deal. Mike and, and Raj and I were doing playing a private party downtown and people that were putting on the party talked us into playing a couple heart songs and neither one, none of us had played heart songs in years. Mm-hmm. So we decided we'd do magic man, Barracuda and crazy on you. And somebody suggested summer who was actually in a, uh, a heart cover band at the time to, to be the singer for this, for this uh, show that we were doing, or it was a party. So, mm-hmm. 
And that's where I met Summer. And, uh, you know, we met and I, you know, I was impressed by her. I thought she was good looking and smart and fun and all that kind of stuff. And, and a great and voice, she did a great job on singing the, the songs. And I, I was really impressed. So mm-hmm. that was in a February. And then over the course of the, the, the rest of the spring and the summer and the fall, we became friends. And you know what happens when when you're in the friend zone, if it keeps growing, you become you know you get into the relationship zone. So mm. we became a, a, an item, and I would uh, be playing my bass, and she'd be you know she at, at the time she worked in the medical field, and so she'd be getting ready for work, and she'd be singing uh, like say Dog and Butterfly, and I'd be playing it, and and uh, yeah, it's, we so we had a bass and vocal duo. And then people uh, that we knew that had dinner parties would say, hey, do you guys want to sing a couple songs? So, you know, we, we did, we learned, you know, about 20 minutes worth of songs and we do that at dinner parties. And then other people found out about it. So then we got calls to do uh, jam nights and bistros and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we just said, uh, well, so we were bass and vocal duo. And, and then we thought, well, let's see if we can find a name. So we wanted, of course, we wanted to have heart in the name because, you know. So we, we went through all the different uh, ways to combine heart with other words and all that kind of stuff. And, excuse me, and a lot of the stuff was already taken, you know, like we wanted to be hearts alive. That was our favorite. Mm-hmm. But that was already taken. And so one day Summer called me up. She said, hey, I just thought of something. Let's be heart by heart because it's our hearts are together. We're by each other when we play. So let's, it's my heart and your heart by each other. So that's how we came up with the name. Hmm. Okay. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, so we, we were doing that stuff. We were having fun. You know, we didn't really think too much of it. And then we got a call from a friend up in Anchorage, Alaska, who said, hey, I'm having a uh, Dwight Yukon come up here and play in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And would you guys like to open up? And we said, sure. We, yeah, that'd be great. So we uh, thought about it for a minute. We went, wait, you know, a bass and vocal duo is kind of a little, you know, light to be doing, you know, opening up a, a show with, for Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. So we asked Mike DeRosier. And another friend of ours, Randy Hansen, on guitar, of course, Mike DeRosier's on drums, mm-hmm. if they wanted to work out a little set, and we'd all go to Van- or, uh, Anchorage, Alaska, play the set f- for uh, Dwight Yoakam, and, you know, have a little fun and make a little money and, you know, see Alaska. Hmm. So we got, we got all rehearsed and all ready to go, and then a week before the show, uh, Dwight canceled the show. Oh. He didn't want to go to, to uh, Anchorage for some reason. Well, I think maybe... Uh, you know, because to get to a Anchorage, the equipment has to go through Canada, you know, oh. up the Trans Canada Highway, or, or not Trans Canada, but uh, North whatever Highway. Mm-hmm. And I guess the truckers and stuff just said, "Hey, we don't want to drive all that way to Anchorage to do just one show." So I don't know what the deal was, but anyway, so we didn't play the show, but we did have a band, and. You know, we thought it was fun, and every once in a while we'd get together and rehearse and, you know, have some laughs. And uh, and some other friend of ours, uh, she is was a breast cancer survivor, and she 
wanted to put on a benefit for the Susan G. Komen uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. Um, so we, they rented a, uh, a, a room and they asked us to play and we said sure. So Mike and I donated some heart memorabilia and we played um, for the show and we raised, you know, a tidy sum of money for, for their, uh, their cause. And at the at the cause were some people that said, "Hey, these guys are pretty good," and uh, <laughs> told it told a booking agent, a local booking agent, about us. And we got a, he got a hold of us, and he started booking us in different shows around uh, Washington State. And of course, when you have a band, the first thing you do is you put together a website, and through that website, people could on the East Coast could say, "Hey, look, Roger or not Roger, but uh, Mike DeRozier and Steve Fawson are playing together again." Mm-hmm. We have this band called Heart by Heart, and so the next thing you know, we're getting calls from the East Coast and flying out to Baltimore and doing shows at the Dundalk Heritage Fair and you know other places around there. And uh, and the next thing you know, we're we get a, a you know a, whole, a nationwide Amer- you know for America booking agent, and we're playing now. We play all over America now, so it's really worked out nice. That's great. Um, I have a feeling that you're really enjoying it now and you don't have the same, um, what am I trying to say? Like not necessarily stress, but the need to like exceed and grow, you know, you can just kind of enjoy the fact of all this music that you've helped create over the years, you know, and you can just like enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, and we also, you know, it means something to us to, uh, to promote the money, the, the music of heart, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it, and it works on a lot of different levels. And um, you know, Mike and I—I I mean, we when in between the time we were we left Heart and we had Heart by Heart, we were in different projects. But you know, they we never. There was a couple of bands that we had that were original bands in the Seattle area, but we couldn't get any traction because uh, at that particular time, um, grunge was uh, making its yes. way into the world, and nobody wanted to see like a, a blues-based bunch of old guys playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was really good music, It's and, it's, and it holds up. It's, uh, we have recordings and everything, but it's, you know, different. So we just kind of got out of the whole thing, and, and then when we got when we uh, realized that Summer could sing, you know, the heart material, then we said, well, let's 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 do the old material. Let's see what we can, you know, see what happens. And and it's and people love it, and, and they respond to it, and they're happy to see the way we play it because we pay so close attention to the uh, recordings and the original uh, feel of the music and. Mm-hmm. We don't change the tempos and all that kind of stuff. We try to play it just like the versions that you heard when you first were first started to like Heart and discovered Heart. Yeah. So, uh, so that makes and sense. So, and that's, and that's, that's the way that you create the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And and you know we have people that come up to us after the show and they'll have tears in their eyes and they say thank you so much for for I, I relieve relived my whole uh you know college years or whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever time period they were in and uh 
then we've also had people come up to us and say, hey, my daughter was conceived during Green Bonanza. It's like, okay. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> but but it did happen, it. right? <laughs> yeah, we love it, though. We love it. And they, you know, and they love it, too. And, you know, when we do play, we encourage people if they have old albums or any kind of memorabilia they want us to sign. Mike and I are more than happy to sign it. Nice. And, uh, and everybody comes up to hey, I saw you guys back and blah, 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 you know, and it's like, do you remember that show? And I, uh, no. Of course, yes, I remember that exact show. And you were standing right over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you had a mustache back then, right? <laughs> yeah, but, there you go. But it is a, a growing thing now. It's really popular all over the country. And I even when I've toured Europe, people are into you know, reliving the the early years when they were young and things were more innocent. So cover bands, tribute bands are really huge, even in the, in the local music scene here in Detroit. And it's really nice when you can see a band that's either authentic. I mean, they do, like you were saying, they try to make it exactly like the song as possible. Or you actually have bona fide members in there that, that further qualify it. Like I saw... Nick Mason and Saucer of Secrets last year, which was Nick and some very talented musicians, but they were reproducing perfectly the early Pink Floyd songs before Dark Side of the Moon. And it was everybody's dream to, to go see that, because even if you were old enough to see it, you probably didn't remember seeing it, if you get my drift. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, people used to say, how was the show? It was great. I passed out. I don't remember. I didn't see. A, I didn't see a note, but it was so fun. <laughs> exactly. That that was bragging rights back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is great. So uh, let's talk about the show. So that's coming up this Saturday at the Macomb Center for the Performing Arts. That's on the east side. It's really not that far from the studio I'm sitting in. Maybe 15, 20 minute drive at best. And uh, is there a warm-up band, just so we know kind of like what's going on? No, it's just us. An evening with Heart by Heart. And showtime is, yes. show is what, 7.30, I don't see it on here. Uh, it's, I don't have that time right here either. But I, I'm sure we, people can look it up on Google or Facebook or whatever. They can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to do uh, uh, two sets with a short intermission in between. And, uh, ah, 7.30. Okay, 7.30. Sorry to interrupt, but go on. Yeah. No, interrupt me all you want. I'm, I don't have that kind of ego. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I kind of yeah, got so, the Go ahead. You know, and, you know, we think of it like like when you restore, like, say, a 55 Chevy. You don't go like, uh, hey, look, I, I, I put fins on a 55 Chevy or, you know. Mm -hmm. They want to see a 55 Chevy just like it came off the uh, assembly, assembly line, line yep. back in the day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's that's our goal is to, and we want, and the soundscape that we create too, we want to recreate what it was like to see a concert in the late 70s, early 80s. Because mm -hmm. they had a different uh, emphasis on sound back then. It was, it was a different, you know, nowadays the, a lot of the sound guys they make they make the bass drum and the snare drum so prominent that it's that it's the lot you know those two things are the loudest thing in the room yeah so 
but back in 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 our day um it was the it was a balance of guitars bass and drums and vocals and keyboards and it, and it was all a blend like and we and they tried to recreate what it was like to listen to you know an album back in those days because everybody had a great stereo everybody knew exactly what the the parts were and and the, and if you recreated that successfully then you really made the audience uh, happy yeah and there was far more uh, emphasis on um substance rather than flash you know nowadays you got to put these multi-million dollar productions for the stage setup and all that other stuff and it it it, uh, it detracts from the music just like that uh, thing you were talking about just a second ago about the sound yeah you know but and but there are there's certain bands that have been doing it for years like kiss right that you know you can't go to a kiss concert without expecting a bunch of flashy stuff and you know uh, last year at this time actually uh heart by heart was on the kiss cruise out really cruise from los angeles to uh pablo san lucas and then ensenada and then back to los angeles and mm-hmm. uh of course kiss was the headlining uh act and they had a bunch of other acts that were really good and it was so much fun and i had never experienced uh kiss so intimately before yeah they played four times they played one two twice on the pool deck and twice in this in the uh the big auditorium uh theater stage they have there right. and they were so much fun and the and their fans they have the awesome fans i mean just awesome fans and they treat their fans so well mm-hmm. and it was really an education to see those guys and they were such they were so gracious and nice to us too so it was really fun that's great yeah, but it, like you said, they they had to be scaled down. They obviously couldn't do the pyrotechnics and the stuff that they do for a full live concert. And a little True. bit. You, know, you yeah. want to catch the the, the, the boat on fire. <laughs> but they did. Instead of having actual fire, they had fire. Uh, they had LED walls with fire on it, hmm. and then they had uh, confetti can- cannons that yeah. gave you uh, that popped out uh, the confetti, and it was. I mean. They did a great job and it was really fun so mm-hmm. that kind of flash is i like right. and uh lizzie lizzie is a great fan of uh peter gabriel and she saw them the other night too and you know i mean you could put super interesting stuff on your video wall and then have you know classic pictures and picture and, and film of the actual concert on the video wall and that's super entertaining too mm-hmm yeah, but I'm just talking about where they got to hire like 20 people to dance behind the person, you know, that, that they're only going to be there for that tour. And then they, they've got to dress up all flashy like those MTV videos eventually became. It was more about, you know, show than it was music. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when, when the, the dancers, when it started to be like a, a dance, dance off every night at a concert, it, I was, I'm way more into the older style music, like the Stones and the Beatles and, and Pink Floyd say, and, you know, where maybe they'll have a couple of dancers, but it's not, they, they don't have 50 dancers doing the same move and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, it's more like a circus. I, you, can't, you can't knock success. I'm not knocking success. No, they, no. But for you and I, I think we, that's not our bag, you know, it's just, it's about the exactly. music. Yeah. 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 All right. 
Well, it was a pleasure talking with you today, Steve. I had a great time. Um, I would love to do it again if you ever come back in town or do something else. I wish yeah. you and Michael and Summer and the rest continued success. I hope it goes as long as possible, as long as you're healthy, as long as you get up there and do it, right? Well, I look beautiful. pretty healthy. I think you do. I think you do. I, I'm a little bit behind you. I'm not a whole generation behind you, but um, if I'm not mistaken, you got a birthday coming up, don't you? Yes, I'll be. Uh, I hate to say this, and I hope it hope it doesn't. People don't look down on me, but I'll be seventy-four in uh, fifteen days. Fifteen days. That would be the seventeenth. Oh, I, I guess I, I'm I'm off two days. It's the fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, either 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 way, you're looking at somebody who's going to be celebrating the thirtieth anniversary of his thirtieth birthday on the sixteenth. Oh, wow. Lupio. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great minds think alike here. Yeah. When I was born, you were already starting to play music. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And the bass, I mean, I'm so glad that I, uh, the bass, I picked the bass when I was a kid and I love basses. I love the way they look. I love the way they sound. Uh, as you can tell, um, this shoulder is higher because I wear the bass on this side, so it's got more muscles. And this show, this I have to kind of lift up this shoulder over here. To, but when I have the bass on, they're even. But yeah. when I when I'm just sitting around, I, I'm tilted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it doesn't get real bad in another 10 years or so. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it is, it's been like this for a long time, so I don't think it's getting any worse or better. Uh, well, you just have to make sure your bases aren't too heavy weight-wise. <laughs> yeah, I like a nine-pound base for anybody that cares. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot, does it, for the a person that doesn't know about it. But trust me, nine pounds is a lot to carry on your shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, and guitar players, I mean, uh, typical guitar is six or seven pounds. Mm -hmm. And that those two pounds make a big difference. Yeah, especially night after night. Yeah. <laughs> night after night, yes. Yeah. And I, I play a lot at home, too. And I don't like, I don't particularly enjoy just sitting down to play, so I mostly stand up to play, which means mm -hmm. the guitar or the bass is on my shoulder. Yeah. All right, so once again, Steve Fawson from Heart by Heart and the original band Heart. They're playing Saturday night, 7.30, Macomb Center for the Performing Arts. I, I'm assuming there's a few tickets available, correct, you think? Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so you know where to go, I'm sure, if you Google that, the name of the place or Facebook or whatever, you can find a way to get the tickets. So, do you do any kind of like uh, meet and greet or VIP in addition to it? We certainly do. Right after the show, we always go up to the uh, merch table and we'll sign the merch that's, that people uh, purchase. Or if they bring stuff they want us to sign, we'll sign that too. Like you were saying earlier. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to it. Thank you again so much and hopefully we'll be in touch in the future. Thank you, Scott. It was a pleasure. All right. You have a good one. Take care. You too. Thanks.
a wonderful interview with Steve Fawson from the band Heart, and now Heart by Heart playing this Saturday. Sounds like an amazing show. You've seen the video earlier. Yeah. So anyway, we got time to squeeze in a few videos before 7 o'clock. Um, coming up, Elspeth Trembley and the Treatment. I'm really looking forward to this one. One of my faves. You can, I can hear him jamming in the other studio right now, so I'm pumped. Anyway, let's get to it. Um, Pussy Riot. Yeah, we, I can say that on my show. <laughs> this video is called Make America Great Again. They're doing the Riot Days tour along with, Lee, I think it's Liza Ann. Yes. And that's happening at the Magic Bag in Ferndale, 7 p.m. Now that is, let me see, uh, my glasses aren't as great as they used to be, uh, tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, doors at 7 at the Magic Bag in Ferndale. You're going to see this band here. This is Pussy Riot. I've been trying lately, caught up on the other side And I've been crying lately, trying to do what they think's right And I've been crying, I've been crying, but it's the fire that makes the ore And I've been dying, I've been dying a silly thing But it's got me on my hands and knees And I've been crying, I've been crying But you're the one who called the storm And I've been dying, I've been dying All I ever did was ask her for Ooh. 
The Fruits with a video called The Truth, if you haven't been able to figure that out yet. Uh, before that, uh, some talented ladies there, uh, Giacomo. Um, they always have other people playing with them, but really it's the females. I don't remember their first names off the top of my head. I haven't seen them in a while, but as you can see, very talented girls. I say girls because, you know, at my age, they're girls. Anyway, uh, they're both playing The Loving Touch. Uh, that show is tomorrow and doors are at seven. And once again, we um, saw that really cool video from Pussy Riot, Make America Great Again. A lot of political satire there. I love it, you know. I am always neutral when it comes to things like that. I don't play the, the games like everybody else and argue. But um, definitely had a lot to say there. Really cool. Uh, they're going to get, again, they're going to be at Magic Bag in Ferndale tomorrow night at seven as well. All right, well, I'm looking at the clock. I think we were going to play two more videos, but I think we only have time for one, maybe the beginning of the other one, and we might fade out on that. So first off, we got Duke Shirell with Tantric Dance. That's the video, but uh, that's going to be um, DeAndre Shirell with an ensemble of P-Funk former members. Yes, you heard it right. We're talking P-Funk um, Parliament, Funkadelic, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're from around Detroit, or even if you're not, if you don't know who those people are, you've been uh, sleeping under a rock or you're from Mars. So they have a free show happening tomorrow night. Uh, doors are at 8. So if you're in the Royal Oak area here at the Bolero Lounge, check them out. And we're going to try to play Fozzie. Uh, they have a video that we're going to play Judas. Mm-hmm. 
and they're playing along with the doc- Nocturnal Affair, Magdalene Rose, and um, that's going to be at District 142 in Wyandotte, uh, Saturday, doors at 6. It's an early show because they're going to squeeze everybody in there, of course. So, once again, hopefully we'll get um, most of both of them in, but we'll definitely play this one. This is Duke Shirell with Tantra da- Dance. And I will see you next door in just a few minutes, and we'll have a live band performance from Elspeth Trembley and The Treatment. Stick around.
Something left for me to say 
All right, it's a few minutes after 7 o'clock. We're kind of loose and fancy-free today, so we apologize. But just a little bit after 7, but you know what time that uh, signifies? I've got a little too much caffeine today. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> anyway, um, as always, we have a live band performance, and I have the great pleasure of having Elspeth Trembley and the treatment. Say that five times fast. And they're going to do a live performance for us. So, Elspeth, what would you like to start out with? We're going to kick it off with Kamikaze.
So usually after the first song, I usually have people go around the room and introduce themselves really quickly. We'll start out with you, sir. Ryan, right? Yes, sir. Yep, go ahead in the microphone there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan Jordan, um, guitar. Okay. And who's this lovely lady? Oh, my name is Elspeth Tremblay. Okay. Uh, Ray Slagle, bass. And you, I, I haven't met you yet. Okay, are you a permanent addition? Yes, I am. Nice. A newer addition. All right, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. Okay, and finally, last but not least, <laughs> uh, Joe Condon on the drums. All right. Okay, what would you like to do now? We're going to play another one that is, uh, has not been recorded until now, till right now. So this is a world premiere. That's right. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> this one is called Hummingbird. Daddy's bike Wore a motorcycle helmet with a black hat stripe Chanting the top work will get the work away I still take those words with me every day I was riding on the back of my daddy's truck Right before the stars above me came unstuck My long brains whipping on the wind Granted everything about him You ruled the world I was this little girl For a minute And then The climate changed Life was rearranged with That's a brand new one. So how long ago was that written? Well, well, it's probably the oldest one, but brand new to us into this formation. I wrote it in 2019. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that happen often with bands. You know, a lot of times, you know, the person that starts the band might have a whole uh, 
stack of songs that they've written, and once they get the right people with them, then they say, oh, now we can actually record this and play it. So that's great. Yeah, that one started off country, and then we were like, oh, let's, Did it. let's change the temperature on this one. <laughs> I could see that more of like a boom ba boom ba boom ba boom ba you know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so, uh, let's see. You have a new release out, correct? That's right. Iconoclastic came out to the airwaves in April, but mm. we're releasing it on vinyl tomorrow night at the Old Miami. Nice. I was just there about a week ago. Have you been there before? Oh, yes. We played there in January. It's a great place Loved to it. play, isn't it? Yes. It's a hoot. Not just good fans, but even the, the college crowd. It just makes it a, a blast, doesn't it? Uh, the crowd, the eclectic cloud is fa- cloud. Mm. The eclectic cloud That's okay. makes for an eclectic crowd. Yeah, and say that five times So we fast. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, what is the full details on that now? Like the, the time, the... $935, got to be over 21 uh, We got the antibodies kicking it off, then we go second, and then electric holdra. Nice. Closes the night out. I'm familiar with both of those bands, so that looks that sounds like a wonderful night. Yes. Yeah, looking so, forward to it. We'll talk about it one more time at least, so we can make sure that they, the viewers, know what's going on. You know, they got to be rem- reminded all the time. Me even more so. But anyway. <laughs> all right. What do we have now? Next, we have another one that is yet to be recorded. Until now, this is called "Show Me That You Care." Have all the power And you sit on your 
I see where this is going. I'm not going to have to talk much. <laughs> and if I do talk too much, tell me to shut up. Questions and comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm so switch instruments. All right. So I guess we can figure out something here. Um, These guys uh, can start, though. Oh, well, or we can talk for a second, whatever you want to do. Um, it's up to you. But um, So why don't we go around the room real quick, and we just uh, go again, and then we'll just say, uh, okay. The question basically is, I'll start with you, Ryan. Um, like when you started uh, playing with Elspeth, how did that come about? Just real quick, you know, a couple sentences. It's not got to be, you know. Yeah, I started with them in April. Into the mic. Oh, yeah. I started with them in uh, April of 22, mm -hmm. so just over a year, year okay. ago. Okay. Um, honestly, I had gone through a breakup, and she was kind of a pretentious jazz singer, and I was like, I can do that too. <laughs> but I can do it rock and roll, so... But one way or another, music saves you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, young lady, <laughs> you're a, a great addition. I like that. Yeah. You're actually doing, like, lead. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, how did you meet the rest or Elspeth, and how did you hook up and all that good stuff? You're brand new, of course. Yes. Uh so, oh, uh, that's how we met. <laughs> ah, so nepotism now. I see how. She <laughs> joined the band through okay Cupid, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what all bands do? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was talking with the bass player for Heart earlier. I was telling one of the guys here, and uh, they did the Fleetwood Mac thing. I mean, they they well slept with each other and then <laughs> then they were like unfaithful to each other and then things just imploded but i don't think that's going to happen with you two but that was more like in the 70s <laughs> that's how things went you know that's how it went down I okay start, i started out um going to all their shows and taking photos and video and it just kind of like you know it was a natural yeah <laughs> you know plus you get to see her more often now right, right. <laughs> all right ray yeah um March, April 2020, is it? It's yeah. coming up on three yeah. years. Right now. when the pandemic began. Yeah. Uh, no, right after. So 21. 21, yeah. Okay. That's right. That's Next right. March, April will be three years. Yeah. yeah. So just, yeah. she had an ad out. That's right. I put out an ad for a bluegrass band. Ah. I was like, let's have bluegrass instruments, but play like Sonic Youth. And um, nice. it didn't take long for it to be like, nah, let's just plug them in. Come on. Well, you're just experimenting. Whatever yeah. you know, you find out what works, right? And finally, you, sir. Well, I, I met uh, Elspeth through Ray. I had been in a different band with Ray before, and then uh, shortly after you, right? Like uh, January or something like that. Mm -hmm. The 21. Uh, yeah, and started off playing brushes, and now we're. Full kit. <laughs> nice. Okay. So for our viewers that are not familiar, what do you have there that you're going to play now? This is an electric auto hop. Mm -hmm. And I came by it honestly. I actually bought it while I was living in Asheville. Nashville? Okay. A Asheville. Oh, Asheville. In the mountains, North Carolina. Oh, okay. I got you now. I got yeah. you now. But mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, I know we, you and I have talked about it before, but for our viewers that haven't met you yet you know you're originally from australia that's right okay yeah from canberra okay we'll talk about that later but uh why don't you introduce the next song all right this one is called tourist and uh it's about wanting to feel like a tourist in your own town 
work-life balance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. for another instrument change (laughs) it's all good so if anybody knows and wants to uh, announce the next song that would be I Want My Name Back I Want My Name Back okay (laughs) 
So other than uh, those two, the rest appear on the new vinyl? Uh, no, we still have a surprise or two in there for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I can't wait. <laughs> all right, why don't we keep it going? We can squeeze them all in. Yes, please. All right, this one is called I Want My Name Back. I can almost read upside down still. Looks like the next one is Better Days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is our, uh, everyone's got to have an obligatory uh, pandemic song. This is ours. Ah, okay. <laughs> yep. We'll always remember that era. Like I said, March of uh, 2020, I can't forget. March and 13th, yep, that's yep. right. We actually did a show, me, uh, Alan and I, at WHFR Henry Ford. That was the last one we did live at the college before mm. the pandemic. And we actually squeezed one in on the 12th. 
Wow. Never to return. Yeah. So they're just now bringing full bands in again now, just recently. So anyway, let's let's keep it going. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, that starts with me. <laughs>
I think if we keep it going, I think we can squeeze it all in. All right, let's keep rolling. So what do we have now? Next is Ambition. All right. one at this point no go for it right this one is called I liked it better in the past <laughs> don't know where you get the money
yourself a ticket man You thought a long history But that could change Every time you make another false claim I wonder is this how we get to the bit of fun Oh, we're coming to a fork And we're working the corner of the night Cause I'm coming up short And the reasons to fight I never thought we could Ravel this fight better in the past That one's on the new vinyl, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. All right, this is a, another new one. This is called So Uncomfortable. <laughs>
Take a break for just a sec, because it looks like three more, unless you got something up your sleeve besides that. No, just three more. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a m- couple minutes then, because we're going to go to at least after 8 o'clock a couple minutes. So, okay. Yeah. So why don't we talk about what we were mentioning earlier? Um, I know this, but you're originally from Australia. Correct. Yep. And uh, how many years is it again that you uh, moved? Oh, gosh. 18, going on 19 years I've been in the northern part of the world. Ah, okay. Some reason I was thinking about half that. I've been in Detroit about three. Ah, maybe yeah. that's it. It's like, and then I met in the middle somewhere. <laughs> so you've been in uh, Detroit three years, and then I, you said something about Asheville. Were you there for a while? or? So I started in New York. Okay. I was there for eight years, then I went to Philly for two, then went down to Asheville for one year, and then up to Toronto. Mm-hmm. For two, and then over to Vancouver for two years, and then back down to Detroit. So you finally found the best city to do rock and yes, roll. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> best, best of everything, right here. That's right. Yeah, you're right, and not just music, but it's uh, I imagine a little bit cheaper than the other places. Um, you know. Yeah, but it's you know it's a little competitive with Philly prices. Philly was a beautiful relief from rent in New York. But yeah. Well, yeah, you know. There's a lot more open spaces, shall we say, fields here in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we take it for granted here in Detroit, but when you go to other cities and you know what we call traffic jams is like three o'clock in the morning for New York, you know. <laughs> and, and what Philly calls sinkholes, we call potholes. So yeah. <laughs> I got stuck with somebody. I uh, helped a Japanese artist back in 2004, I want to say. And no matter how well we planned it, we kept getting to the big cities at the worst traffic time. We got stuck in Philadelphia, and I, I forgot what freeway it was, but it was a parking lot. We didn't move for like two hours. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, I'm, I talk to other people, oh, that's normal. That's normal. It's like, the only time, the only reason why we had that here in Michigan is because we do too much damn construction. That's the reason why you got to wait all day to get somewhere. <laughs> but you go other cities, and I don't know, they do it. Well, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> I was in um, England, and I thought everybody complains about the roads there, but I said, like, this is nothing compared to America. What are you talking about? Yeah. Again, the potholes. They, <laughs> England doesn't know what a pothole is. <laughs> You know, you go around here like on the Lodge Freeway or 696 or something, and you can lose a whole small car in one of those. <laughs> I've never seen so many um, flats, flat tires on the road. It seemed like spring. Uh, every second car in front of me popped a tire. That's every year. And <laughs> with all the new technology, I've got, I get a lease, like a new car every three years, and I have to get extra, I pay for extra insurance on the tires, no matter what it is. I have a Bronco. You figure, okay, I don't got to worry about that. I had that baby five days, and I had a flat tire wow. because of a pothole. I hit the something the wrong way, and that was it. That's all she wrote. So anyway, yeah. Well, we're glad you came to Detroit. Please stay in Detroit. If we did anything wrong, tell us, please. No, we love it here. And <laughs> thank you so much for having us on the show. I don't want to 
forget to say that. It's really a pleasure. And all that you do for the community, not just here, but the festivals. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you do so much else that you don't even tell people about. But we're really thrilled to participate. Thank you. My pleasure as well. So let's do the, the last couple. I know the title track, you know, that's my favorite. I, I always <laughs> I make it no secret. We save the best for last, which isn't always a good idea because uh, one occasion we were at a festival and we ran out of time and we had to cut it. And we were like, damn it, we missed out on the best song. Maybe we should sandwich it in earlier. Yeah, to me, <laughs> that, that, that's what would be a single back in my day. I mean, that, that's the one that would grab everybody's attention. I like all the songs, don't get me wrong, but that's the one that makes me go, wow. Really talking <laughs> it up here, I hope that people agree. We better not fuck this up, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mess it up for you. <laughs> all right, what do you have now? All right, next up we got Clear Shot. I didn't know that I'd skin in the game till I played. I didn't know that I was burning up till the fever broke. Didn't know that I crossed the line till I stood on the outside. Looking in, looking up, looking back for a sign. But I've got a clear shot making this right. I'm not giving up my one chance tonight to make sure that you know that I'm still all in. I'm not going home without you again. Two more. Let's do that, and then we'll talk a little bit, recap everything, and make sure everybody knows about the upcoming release party and all that good stuff. Sounds good. This next one is called Iconoclastic. Is that the one that's your favorite or the one after that? Iconoclastic. Oh, okay then. All right. Yeah. 
So if I get up and move around and act like an idiot, you'll know why. Please do, please do. <laughs>
H. You didn't disappoint. Oh, good. I was worried. <laughs> All right. So once again, I'll ask you a couple questions, recap, make sure everybody that's watching and is interested knows what's going on. Uh, Facebook site, it's just simply Elspeth Trembling the Treatment. That's right. Uh, any uh, website at all? Yeah, we have a website, Elspeth Trembling the Treatment. Okay. And we have it on the screen so people know how to spell it because some people, well, I won't even go there. Um, <laughs> yep, that's, that's good. We got it. Yep. Uh, where they can find your music? You on all the channels? Spotify, Panda? All of it. All of it? Okay. Bandcamp, too? Bandcamp, too. Mm. Even SoundCloud. All right. So, uh, and let's see, what else? Oh, one more time. Tell us about the uh, vinyl release party. Oh, thank you for asking. What a coincidence. Yeah, tomorrow night we have our vinyl release party, which is the end of our year-long festival of releasing this album. It's the Red Wax version and um, the Licorice Pizza. Nice. Printed here at Archer Records. Want to keep it local. Uh, yeah, so that's Old Miami, $9.30, Got to be 21 or over. Mm-hmm. Andy Buddies kicks it off. We go second. And then there's Electric Cauldra closing out the show. It's going to be fantastic. That sounds like an awesome night. Okay, once again, thank you so much for coming down and playing for us. I really enjoyed it. It's a distinct honor for us. Thank you again for having us. Last time it was just me and Ray, and happy to bring out the whole gang tonight. The whole gang. All right, once again, Elspeth Tremblay and the treatment. Take Tremblay. it away. Tremblay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say it right, I think. The trembles, you know, just got a lot well, of flack for that in primary school. Just, you know, Tremblay. For, <laughs> for me, it's the, the caffeine. And uh, I'll tell you later, but I need dental work, so I don't, it doesn't always come out right. Anyway. This last song is called Backseat. 